Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Oh my God, people. Clean your frickin' phones. After anyone hands me their phone and says, here, put in your Wi-Fi password, I feel like I just had a gigantic waffle feast. I feel like I just pressed my hands against the floor of a urinal, okay? It's disgusting. Clean your phones. I mean, I'm a slob, okay? But even I have standards. Anyway, welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your host, the Madman, and... uh. I just want to, I want to tell you, it's a Scott vs. Scott, Volume 9 came out this weekend. It's, um, it's up on my YouTube channel. It's the only place you'll find it for now. We may get some of the audio. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But for right now, it's just on YouTube. Search Scott vs. Scott. That's me, uh, uh, me and comedian Scott Wharton battling out. Talked about Nicki Minaj and Alexandria's Ocasio-Cortez's dress and drone strikes and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, Scott's hippie and weird and stuff like that, and I'm sensible and intelligent. And so it's kind of an interesting conversation. He has a <laughs> he has an interesting way of pulling a, all of my best points out of me for some reason. Anyway, it's good. You should go check it. I think it's probably the best show we've done. And so, uh, yeah, Scott vs. Scott is up on the YouTube channel. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I also have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, there you can become a patron for just $3 a month. It's very little money in this day and age, considering the government's just cranking it out like it doesn't even exist. So it's just very, very little, very little. Also, you can advertise there or you can hijack the news worth knowing and take over my show. Tell me what we're going to be talking about. I also have a cash app. If you use the cat, if you use cash app, I have the cash tag shockmonkeyradio. If you want to send me a donation that way, I would appreciate it. You know, that would keep me, I'd be able to get some beer sometimes, you know, that'd be, that'd be nice. And, you know, that helps me with my writing, helps me with my sense of humor, helps me just, you know, deal with the world in general. <laughs> and uh, I also want to remind you, I'm an author as well. Go check out my books on Amazon. Look for the name, the author name, Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. I got the three exit 13 books up there and I got the uh, ravings of a madman. And I got The Bunny Years, a memoir, a fiction story about a superhero. Um, and for those of you who are like, oh, it's like, when are you going to write the next exit 13? It's like, as soon as I get a few more checks from Amazon.com, okay? Once uh, once uh, Kindle Direct Publishing or whatever sends me a big, big check, then you'll start seeing more exit 13 books. Or you could be, if I start making some serious money on Patreon and a bunch of patrons are like, write more books, write more books, then my patrons... You know, I would honor their wishes and probably write another Exit 13 book. Okay. Or maybe you can send me money through Cash App. You write Exit 13, the subject line, and maybe I'll get to it. <laughs> anyway, I would appreciate you uh, supporting the show in any way that you can. Thank you very much. So, I went to see the Frederick Fredericksburg Nationals play this weekend, and it was awesome. And if you don't know me, you know that I love baseball. I haven't been following the major league uh, this year, uh, mostly because this, the abbreviated season last year and all this COVID nonsense and now these two national anthems and all this, 
virtue signaling that you know sports has become now is like it's turned it's turned me off it's like i've i was never really a big sports guy and i know football season is starting up and so forth but i i I really dislike football i'm a baseball guy and i haven't been following baseball this year but i did get to go to the fredericksburg nationals and watch a game play a friend i had an extra ticket and was kind enough to invite me and so uh i have to tell you i mean for a single a park it's a really really beautiful park uh, I walked around it several times. I took some pictures and so forth. I may put them on my, on my Instagram. I don't know. Um, uh, took because uh, I'm not a photographer, you know. <laughs> it's not my forte. And so I mean, I mean that that camera right there is a little crooked. So my point is that you know it's a really beautiful park for a single A ballpark, and I mean it was. Uh, I got to sit over there over and over over the um, the bullpen for the home team, the Fredericksburg Nationals, and I got to watch the starting pitchers warm up. Uh, that was kind of awesome. You get to watch the starting pitchers warm up. And I mean, and they're, you know, just a few feet away from me, just a few feet away from me. And I get to, you know, it's like, okay, I see, I see what this guy's got. I see what this guy's got. I, I find that just uh, extremely accessible when it comes to baseball. I think it's great. Uh, <clears throat> they were playing the Lynchburg Hillcat, Hillcats. Uh, and so uh, just a shout out for them. It's like, I always appreciate the visiting team. Uh, speaking of which, the uh, the home team's uh, dugout is on the third base side, which is unusual in a ballpark. And so uh, and at first I was like, that's kind of odd. And then I realized we're, we got there in like in the afternoon, you see the shadows like <laughs> falling that first falls over the uh, – uh, over the third baseline dugout and, and you know I think the shadows are never in the first base side dugout and so that's why that's a visiting dugout and so uh yeah it's a great park I mean the you know they have a playground there if you want to bring your kids and stuff like that and I'll be honest you know I'm I'm 44 44 something years old I was born in 77 I, you do the math and you know I wanted to get up on that jungle gym if there weren't a bunch of kids around you know because <laughs> I mean it look, it's a pretty epic playground you know, for a ballpark. And so I think that's cool if you want to bring your kids because, you know, kids, you know, don't always get baseball. There's always plenty of fun things to eat and <laughs> and do at a ballpark. And, you know, it, it's, it's good to, like, walk around and, and uh, you know, look, look at the people in your community. It was nice, you know, there weren't a whole lot of people wearing masks there. And even, you know, the people that were wearing masks, it's like nobody's getting in the, anybody's face or anything about that. It's like, I, I guess, you know, a small town, smallish town like Fredericksburg, you know, you get a lot more reasonable people, you know, who aren't out there trying to. Plus, I mean, <laughs> um, and most of the people that I saw wearing masks, had, uh, I think, had good reason to. It was like they're older, uh, older, or uh, they were, uh, they're overweight. You know, they had comorbidities. You know, they're high risk people, and so I think that makes sense for them them to wear a mask. But you know, in the world we live in, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to go rip somebody's face mask off and say you don't need that. And it's like. You know, even before COVID happened and you were sick and you didn't want to infect anybody and you're that much of a hypochondriac and you wanted to wear a mask, you know, I've seen that, you know, even before COVID-19 hit, you know, if somebody's sick or they didn't want to get sick, you know, and if that's the way you want to live your life, it's like, hey, man, you want to walk around all day dressed like Spider-Man. I get that. I really do. I really do. I really don't care what you wear. You know, I just please cover up your privates and stuff like that when you go to the spa. <clears throat> You know what I'm saying? So my, my point is, is that, you know, it's like you know, nobody's getting in anybody's faces here at the, at the Fred, Nats, Fred Nats Park. You know, it's just a friendly baseball game. And I know it's just single A, 
you know, but I mean, it, the simple fact of the matter is, is that I like, you know, I like all baseball. And if it weren't too creepy, I would go and watch Little League games. <laughs> people would be in, people would be in the stands, be like, uh, which one's yours? And I'd have to say something like, I haven't picked one yet, you know, just to creep them out. And so, <laughs> but I mean, I like to watch, I like to watch baseball being played. I don't necessarily need to watch it at the major league level. You know, sure, I like the major league level because that's the show. You know, that's the big game. That's the best of the best. I get that. However, if I'm going to have to sit there and sit through two different national anthems trying to divide our nation and a whole bunch of woke ads and stuff like that and people kneeling and nonsense like that, you know, it just doesn't makes me not want to watch it. Anyway, how, I had a hell of a good time at the Fred Nats Park. I highly recommend that you go go check it out if you're in the Fredericksburg area. You know, I, I know I'm giving them a free promotion, but I mean, I, I really had a good time. I do think it's a beautiful park. My only complaint is it is uh, kind of expensive for a single-A park. $9 for a beer, $4 for water, $9 for a hot dog, or what was the sausage I got? Anyway, <laughs> the prices are a little high for uh, uh, a single-A park. And it's... um. Uh, I, I know they have promotions. Uh, they, they do have like cheap nights and so forth like that. I mean, I get it. I get it. You don't want another nickel beer night kind of situation. <laughs> like <laughs> you've heard about that, right? Nickel beer night is like, Oh man, it got out of hand. The crowd, they got way too drunk. <laughs> go, go look that up. Dollar goes a long yeah. Way yeah. We're nickel beer. beer. Yeah. You can get trashed on a dollar 50, you know? <laughs> less yeah. Less than that. If you're, if you're frugal and don't weigh like 250 pounds like me anyway. So, I mean, I get it. You know, you don't want the beer too cheap, but still still nine bucks. Anyway, maybe it's just too stingy or too broke. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, I've, I recently watched Kingpin again and, uh, I also watched raising Arizona again and I watched it on Hulu. Now, here's the thing. Both of those movies are very different from the versions I, I saw before. Okay? And I, I remember watching Kingpin and Raising Arizona. is like, they cut some stuff out of this. They cut out some stuff. And I'm not going to sit here and think about it too, too long about what exactly they cut out. But it, it kind of makes me want to go through my old DVD collection, old VHS collection, transfer those to digital format, and see if they're worth anything in these old cuts. That, you know, they cut out these politically incorrect scenes or whatever. Because that's the only only reason I can think of that made these edits. Anyway, I, I just thought that was weird. But it, when I was watching Kingpin, you know, there's a, you know, the uh, what's his name? Randy Quaid plays the Amish kid. And I was thinking about the Amish. And I, I've always respected uh, Amish communities in, in the way that they want to live. And that's just, I, I can understand and appreciate it. Especially now. You know, here in 2021, when we're in this digital age and, you know, all of our kids and ourselves are enslaved by our, our phones and the Internet and social media, you know, and how how much of your our lives is taking taken up by these things. You know, the Amish people, they don't they don't have this stuff. You know, they don't have these vices that they locked in. They don't have these uh, electronic balls and chains, you know. They, I have a lot of respect for their community because they, yeah, sure they want to live in you know in a time before zippers were invented, fine, you, you know, but you know everything that they do is like they 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 mind their own business, 
They don't participate in violence. Okay, they're conscientious, conscientious, conscientious objectors. Um, they uh, all that they do is to remain self-sufficient, so that they don't have to depend on trade or uh, any other of the crazy people out out here in this country who are walking down the streets in the streets with their face on their phone, not paying attention, and then they get hit by a car. All right. And it's way safer to be hit by a car, uh, not be, hit, I'm sorry, it's way safer to be hit by a horse and buggy than it is to be hit by a car. Cars go faster than horses and buggies. I don't know if you know that. So I have a lot of respect for them. And I think maybe we should take a, play, uh, uh, you know, a page out of their playbook. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, um, uh, the Jews kind of have it right in the sense that the, the Sabbath, you know, is like even in this day and age, I think it makes even more sense, the Sabbath. In the sense that the Sabbath is a day where they cannot use any like electronic devices and stuff like that. I, I wonder if they can like they could pull up the comp uh, the computer to a page, like like the front page news, and like have it like automatically refresh every few minutes or something like that, it, like before sundown. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, so maybe they can get their news that way. But it's supposed to be a time where you're disconnecting from the world, disconnecting from labor, you know, from work, and you read scriptures, and you spend time with your family, and you know, prayer, and, you know, just disconnecting, disconnecting, unplugging from social media and all these constant distractions that we have, you know, and I think the Amish, you know, <laughs> they may wake up one day inheriting this country. Because they're going to be the people who still have skills and like how to you know build houses, you know how to how to milk cows, you know you're going to have an entire generation of kids coming up these days that have no practical skills like that, and then there's going to be a bunch of kids with with phone withdrawal after a big EMP or solar flare or something like that. They're going to turn to the Amish and like, what do we do now? And so thank God for the Amish, you know, because they they. Uh, they're keeping those skill sets that are truly important for life and in, in, a, uh, an, I, in, an, I, in an idyllic, idyllic way of living that is quite peaceful and self-sustaining and, you know, and kind in many ways. And it's like I have a lot of respect for the Amish people because I've never, I mean, I've never really met a mean one, you know. And so I think that, you know, they have, they have something that we we don't have, you know, and that's the ability not to be enslaved by our devices. And so I was, I was thinking about the Amish and I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. And so, so you, maybe you need to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And so I think that that's a, a very good thing just to take one day a week, just not tweeting, not social media, you know, don't even look at what's on the news. Hell, you know, <laughs> I really don't read the news, you know, until like Tuesday morning. <laughs> for the show so i mean in, in, but i mean i do watch a lot of <laughs> conservative i mean i would pretty much watch everyone from the daily wire and <laughs> steven crowder every day so i get the news vicariously that way so and tim pool a lot of tim pool so i guess i'm like <laughs> i guess i am keeping up with the news every single day oh man it's just it's kind of like habit you know ever since i started reading um in my book the bunny years a memoir i talked about how um uh, uh jackrabbit he had this ability to speed read and memorize everything he read and so uh 
And so I made this character. It's like he ended up like hating books because books are heavy. You read them once and then boom, they're in, in his head. However, like periodicals, like magazines, newspapers and stuff like that, you know, you can go pick up. They, they take up less space. You know, like the, it changes every day, you know, new information every day. It's all it's all it's a metaphor. <laughs> Jack Rabbit's just a big metaphor for for my life. If I were a superhero, basically. Anyway. So I've met plenty of Marines and soldiers that are women that I could beat up. All right. Hear me out now. It's not something I did. It's something I thought about. I run across some Marine, you know, and a female Marine. And I'll just think to myself, I may be in the Navy. I bet I can kick the shit out of that girl. Not that I would. Not that I wanted to. But just, you know, in one of those things like how, what percentage of the population of Earth can I beat up? You know, I think I'm somewhere around 70%, 70%. All right. But what I'm, what I mean is that somebody will come up to you and say, Hey man, you, you don't want to mess with her, man. She's a Marine. I was like, yeah, a five, six, 150 pound Marine. And if there was a dude who was five, six and 150 pounds, I bet I could beat him. Even if he was a Marine. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. You know, it's not something I did. It's something I thought about. And that's not evil. That's not a bad thing. But my point is, is that, you know, this is why transgender people in combat sports is more cruel than even thinking about beating up a female Marine. All right. I mean, besides having being able to brag, it's like I beat up a Marine once. You were in the Navy and you beat up a Marine? Hell yeah, I did. It was a girl, but, <laughs> you know, it's you still could say you kicked the crap out of a Marine. But what I'm saying is that these transgender people who are in combat sports, they are more cruel than me even just thinking about beating up a female Marine. All right. And you don't see many female to male trans people getting into a UFC rank, do you? Okay. What you mostly see, what you mostly see is male to female, quote unquote, transgender people getting in the ring or, or participating in sports with other, with real women. Yeah, I said it, real women. All right. And just kicking the crap out of them. All right. It's one thing in the Olympics or something like that where it's a, a measured event. You know, the triple jump or whatever like that is tape measure. There's no beating upon somebody else. But when it comes to like UFC fighting and like a man beating on a woman, that just infuriates me. And when I see clips of a transgender man kicking the crap out of a woman, it just makes me mad. All right. Sure, I fantasized about beating up a female Marine, but I never did it. And when I see it actually happening, it, it stirs up the testosterone, the limited testosterone that's in my body. All right. So I think, you know, this, our entire country and this entire world needs to come to terms with the fact that there is such a thing as sexual dimorphism. All right. You, there's cardinals all over the mid-Atlantic region. Cardinals, you know, one's brown and one's red. The red one is male. That's a male one. Yeah. The brown one is camouflaged for her protection so she can protect the eggs. The red one is a distraction. That's the basics of sexual dimorphism, and it's true about all living things, other than like trees, I think. Pretty much all living things. All animalia. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get a kingdom phylum order. Kingdom phylum order genus, uh, class, genus, species. I don't know. Yeah, I forget. I forget the acronym. My point is, is that, you know, sexual dimorphism is a thing, and all of us pretending that, you know, there's, 
you know, <laughs> if you're born a man, you're a man. If you're born a girl, you're a girl. You need to come term come to terms with it. I'm sorry. It's the nature. It's the nature of things. It's the nature of things, especially if it comes to the point where somebody's getting beat up. All right. Sure, I've seen mismatched UFC fights and you have yeah, mismatched boxing matches. They're like, ooh, ooh, that was awful. You know, they just weren't in the same level. You know, you know, if it's a, two men fighting each other and one just wails on the other, it's like, ooh, that guy wasn't ready. That guy had sex last night or something. <laughs> and his legs gave out. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's a different thing when you see a man, somebody who's obviously a man, punching a woman in the face or choking them out. Completely different thing. Anyway, I got one more thing I want to talk about before we get into the news. And it's just to point out something that you won't hear in the news worth knowing. And that is this Petito story. Now, if you know anything about this, this <laughs> media distraction as the Petito story, I mean, I let me put it this way. Frequently, detective work is easy. As soon as the story broke, I knew the outcome. I know I knew what was happening. I said, that girl is dead. That guy killed her. And end of story. Frequently, detective work is easy, you know? And so, you know, it, but, you know, it, it, everyone's just trying to distract all the media agencies, even Fox News. I was just looking over the news before, you know, starting up here. Even Fox News is choosing to focus on this story. And this is a this is an open and shut case. If you ask me, it's a very uh, <laughs> boring and kind of sadly routine murder that happens in the United States from time to time. Okay? These things do happen, unfortunately. But it's it's headline news. It's headline news, considering everything that's going on at the border, considering what just happened what is currently happening in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. All of that stuff, the vaccine mandates, you know, instead we're going to focus on this one girl and you can sit there all day long and say, oh, you know, of course, some white girl goes missing and everyone's got to make a fuss. And it's like, you know what? The, the, the media is trying to distract us from the real stories. And so that's why you won't be hearing about this, this news story in the news worth knowing, because it's not news worth knowing. All right. I have no respect for people who raise their hands against a lover, all right? And people who remain in abusive relationships somewhat deserve their fate. Call, consider me cold if you like, but no one is going to save you from an abusive husband but you. Humans still retain the agency of their own agency no matter what our government says and does. And our founding fathers knew that when they drafted our founding documents. They also knew that the media could be trouble. All right. And that's why they didn't want a state run. That's why they wanted the freedom of the press so that everyone has a right to say something like that. And I think and I think that when you say uh, Donald Trump can't be on Twitter anymore, I think that's a First Amendment violation. His freedom of speech and freedom of the press because he is a public figure. He is an ex-president of the United States and he can't get on Twitter. That's insane. And if some, if like, uh, if I don't know, if like the Daily Wire or Steven Crowder pisses off Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or something like that, they get put in prison like that. Like, you can't do that. That's a First Amendment violation. Anyway, don't let the media distract you from the real news in the world. So uh, I wanted to talk. Let's go ahead and get to the news. No, let's go ahead and do the stinger thingy. Boo. <laughs> 
So I want to talk about Biden uh, spoke at the UN today. I didn't catch a speech, but I do want to read this opinion article. This uh, James Carafino from Fox News, this opinion article. And uh, I haven't read it yet, so we're going to discover this article together. Let's see what he has to say. President Biden gave a speech at the UN General Assembly today that was guaranteed to delight any globalist. Oh, yeah, it's definitely an opinion article. Suffused with promises of multinational cooperation, it addressed all of the standard progressive pet projects from climate change to global equity, universal labor, and environmental standards. He even promised to build build back the world better and open up the American – that's a quote – build back the world better – and open up an American ATM for still more foreign assistance for everybody. <laughs> oh, I see what he's saying. He's like, we're going to spend money for the world. Okay. Jeez. It is whew, a heavy opinion article. What Biden's speech lacked was the context and how America is actually leading. Among the more shocking statements in the wake of his catastrophe in Afghanistan was his declaration that America, stand, quote, stands up for allies and friends. Wow, that's bold if that's what he said. Because it's in quotes. Anyway, coming right after this administration abandoned 38 million Afghans to the mercies of the radical Taliban, who are who have already started beheading children and torturing journalists. Hyphen, this was borderline laughable. Jesus, at least pretend <laughs> have some ob- objectivity. Anyway, <laughs> Biden actually bragged that the U.S. is better equipped to detect and take out terrorists today. This is on the heels of a drone strike in Afghanistan where he managed to accomplish, all he managed to accomplish was the killing of 10 civilians, three adults, and seven children. Our president, our military did that. Anyway, the president reaffirmed America's commitment to the rights of women and girls around the world, except Afghanistan. Never mind the future of Afghanistan, because of his actions, looks it looks bleaker than ever as 20 years of possibly the most dramatic advances anywhere in the Islamic world are erased. Adding inept to obtuse, geez, Louise, Biden uh, promised to hold the Taliban accountable for the future of, the, of Afghanistan, considering U.S. policy is to engage, enable, and empower the group as it tightens its grip on Afghan society. This claim rang hollow, to say the least. How feckless does it look when Biden talks about taming the Taliban the day after they round out their all-male interim government, including known terrorists wanted by the FBI? (laughs) Biden's folly didn't end with the clueless references of of Afghanistan, sadly. He had the gall to talk about democracy for Cuba only weeks after abandoning the protesters, opting instead for policies that shore up the stability of its authoritarian regime. He declared he would bring peace and the democratic values to places like war-torn Yemen and Ethiopia, both examples of countries where, uh, where Biden's policies have so far only managed to make things worse. Biden insisted that America will champion human rights. Meanwhile, his open border policies have created an unprecedented humanitarian calamity on America's southern border, complete with massive human trafficking. <sighs> anyway, I like lo- when they, when they use that phrase human trafficking they, it always it, there's a subtext of like a sexual subtext to it it's human trafficking means sex slaves or something like that but human trafficking is smuggling people across the border as well all right so yeah, let's be honest anyway he ignored the situation in texas where thousands of illegal immigrants stranded in make in squalid makeshift camp uh that would make the worst refugee camps in the world look like a weekend in cabo Ugh, this asshole's metaphors anyway uh have, they have been scrambling to imp- exploit the mayhem to cr- he created at the border. Biden also promised to open up America's checkbook, 
Never mind that no one knows where all the cash will come from. <laughs> this, after all, is the president who wants to saddle the U.S. with a debt so unprecedented is only a good deal is only a good deal for to our global competitors like China. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Further, Biden's metric of success appears to be uh, be foreign aid, namely, is how much the U.S. spends, not how much we accomplish. He bemoans the billions spent in Afghanistan wasted, but if Biden's wasting billions for feel-good causes, well, that's okay. Finally, Biden trumpeted all he'll do with diplomacy, grossing over, excuse me, glossing over how the French just pulled uh, their diplomat from the U.S. over, wait for it, a failure of diplomacy. This speech no doubt warmed the heart of every bureaucrat at the U.N., but whether it actually impressed any Americans' friends or enemies is, no, is a real question. No matter what they might say in public to avoid of, uh, offending an American president, in practice is what the reality of what we do, not what we say that matters to them. No one expects Biden to apologize for the global mayhem he has wrought to this date. I think that might be an objective sentence. No one expects Biden to apologize for the global mayhem he's wrought to date. I think that's objectively true. <laughs> but his speech would have been better spent on how the U.S. could address real issues going forward, like the abuse of international institutions, the reemergence of global terrorism, or realistic plans for a challenge to China, Iran, North Korea, or Russia. I don't sound like that when I do my opinion pieces, do I? <laughs> I hope not. I hope I don't like lay it on that thick. Anyway, I mean, I just I wanted to talk about uh, Biden talking to the UN, which I think is an embarrassment. I'm embarrassed as an American that that's who we're sending to the United Nations. Because who who can take us seriously? Who can take us seriously? Because trust me, it's like the people who take care of the real fucking and fighting in the world. You know, they know what's going on in America. They know we're all becoming pussies, you know? That's why they think they can bully us around, push us around, especially with Biden. You know, just an old perverted codger now running our, quote unquote, running our country. When we all know it's his wife, we all know it's his staff, like his administrative staff, not like the, his, uh, what are they called? The cabinet. I'm talking about his administrative staff, bunch of women telling you, go in here, you say this. Jen Psaki and a bunch of chicks telling him what to do. And he's like, okay, just as long as I get ice cream later. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't know what kind of, it's, it just makes us look weak. It makes us look weak. It makes us look inept. And like I said, you know, the blood of those, uh, those, those, those innocent lives, everyone that didn't need to die, you know, because of his bad decisions. That's a little bit of that blame is on all of us, you know? Whether it's you didn't go out to vote or you went out and you voted for the wrong person. Probably a Democrat you voted for. All right? Anyway. Let's go on to this next story. 26 governors demand Biden meeting over border crisis. More than two dozen Republican governors are demanding a meeting with President Biden to address securing America's borders, saying illegal immigration surge, the illegal immigration surge under the current administration has created an international humanitarian crisis. A letter released Monday signed by 26 Republican governors, including Doug Ducey of Arizona, Ron DeSantis of Florida, Greg Abbott of Texas, asked Biden to schedule a meeting at the White House within the next 15 days so they can have an, quote, open and constructive dialogue regarding border enforcement on behalf of U.S. citizens in our states and all those hoping to become U.S. citizens. Ooh, very politic. Well done. The governor said border apprehension, apprehensions are up almost 500% compared to last year. 
and that approximately 9,700 9, illegal apprehensions have apprehensions have prior cr criminal convictions. They said more fentanyl has been seized this fiscal year than in the last three years combined, and that cartels and human traffickers are making millions by smuggling, smuggling people and drugs across the border. Quote, while governors are doing what we can, our Constitution requires that the president must faithfully execute the immigration laws passed by Congress, the governors wrote. Not only has the federal government created a crisis, it has left our states to deal with challenges that only the federal government has a duty to solve. Quote, our immigration system may be complicated and complex, but the solution to ending our border crisis is simple and straightforward, they continued. As president, you have the ability to take action to protect America, restore security, and end the, end the crisis now. The letter came a day after the U.S. government closed a portion of the southern border and started deploying hundreds of Haitian uh, migrants, deporting, excuse me, deporting hundreds of Haitian migrants who had been camped out around a bridge in Del Rio, Texas, after crossing from Sea. Ciudadu Ucuña, Mexico. The White House did not immediately respond to Fox's uh, request for comment. All right, yeah, that's a big mess down there, especially Del Rio. Uh, I'm sure uh, if you follow the news at all, I'm sure you've probably seen the footage of the thousands of people that are just walking back and forth across the river. <laughs> it's terrifying. You know, it really is. You know, I... Uh, there's all sorts of reasons why we shouldn't just let people into this country. And, you know, the fact that this administration just doesn't care about it, it, it really pisses me off. I mean, they made, like, Kamala Harris the, the immigration czar or whatever, and she hasn't done shit. Now, I don't think she's done shit since, she, since they've been in office. She hasn't done a damn thing. Anyway, and it, it just irritates me. It irritates me that, you know, they, the reason why the Democrats let this go on is because they think that these people are going to come to this country and vote for them because, and they're, because these people, that's why they're surging to the borders. They think that this Democratic administration is going to end up giving pe those, those people amnesty and let them stay in this country. That's why they went from Haiti to Mexico to come in. If you're in Haiti, why don't you just, I don't know, go north. <laughs> anyway. You know, it's just it just irritates me. It irritates me to no end. And I'm, it's not just because I, I, you know, I don't want no foreigners coming in and stealing our jobs or anything or any kind of nonsense like that. Is that you know, th this is the the weakest border I've ever seen in my entire life. National border I've ever seen in my entire life. And that is nonsense. Go to any other country in the world and try to sneak across their border. All right, and this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And considering I worked in intelligence and stuff like that, our enemies are exploiting this. Because so many people are just going right through this porous border, you have tons of Chinese and Russian spies and Iranian spies all coming in through the same spot because they know it's a weak point. It's not even a weak point. It's just a big, giant, gaping hole. And in a couple of years, maybe a couple sleeper cells get activated, and then we're going to have more shootings like San Bernardino. And all that. Okay? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mark my words. And it's all because of this nonsense. Forget about the strain of illegal immigrants coming to this country on our economy. Forget about that. There's tons of other dangers besides the immigration crisis. You know, we need to start treating our border like a border. And, you know, 
we need, our governors need to start acting like governors, and a lot of them have. These a lot of these southern states have. They've been trying to do their best with what they have, but they they at some point you do need federal assistance for this, especially when you create an atmosphere that this is okay. That an atmosphere in the in the world climate that has made people think that they could just walk a lock, walk across the southern border of the United States. Absolutely, federal aid. You know, federal. Uh, uh, Federal departments need to be brought to bear to help this situation. But that's the point. It's like state governments just don't have the funding. That is the federal government. And so they're doing the best they can with what they have. But the, at some point, the federal government needs to come in. You know, And at the same time, you know, our legislators need to start taking back power from the executive branch. The executive branch in our country has just gotten way out of hand. Biden comes in and is like making all these decrees and just by his omission, by the omission of, t- of you know, uh, not using uh, federal or putting some federal attention on this problem. You know, that's that's a mis- misuse of the power of the office. And so I think the legislature needs to s- s- stick up and start taking powers away from the executive branch. Because these, like, uh, executive orders and stuff like that, they're getting out of hand. It's getting crazy and out of hand. Anyway, let's go on to this next story. Something Something pissed me off, too. Georgia woman wanted after injured puppy is thrown into an ocean is euthanized. Jeez. Ready for this? Georgia woman who threw her injured puppy into the ocean earlier this month month is wanted after the animal had to be euthanized, authorities said Monday. Officers responded to a report of people throwing a dog into the ocean in the area of South Beach on Tybee Island, a city located near Savannah, on September 12th, the Tybee Island Police Department said. Candy Saliba, Selena Marban, the dog's owner, told the officers that her puppy had been injured a week earlier and she could not pay for the animal's medical treatment, police said. At the time, officers used Marban, a citation for cruelty to animals. The puppy was taken into protective custody and brought to a veterinarian for emergency treatment in Savannah. After it was determined the puppy's injuries were so severe that uh, the only option would be euthanasia, detectives secured warrants for Marban on a felony charge of aggravated cruelty to animals. As of Monday, authorities have yet to locate Marban. Could you imagine being on the run and that's what you're on the run from? Because of... Anyway. Police said they're aware of Marban's ties to Gainesville, Georgia, and have been in contact with law enforcement there for several days. Uh, quote, new information suggests that she may be in the Savannah area, the Savannah area, but she, should, she could be anywhere. Authorities asked anyone with the information on Marban's whereabouts to contact the, the department. All right, look. Spay and neuter your pets. Because there's way too many idiots out there with with pets, you know. I, I, it just cruelty to animals is like watching a man beat up a woman in a UFC ring to me. It's it's so awful. I mean, I don't give a shit about animals. I hate animals generally. I don't like them. But uh, cruelty to animals, like it just it it really upsets me. Now, if you know me, you know I hate horses. I mean, I really hate horses. But I watched Logan a couple days ago. And there's a scene where the horses get loose in the trailer, from the trailer, and they're running across the highway, and these trucks are barely missing the horses. I hate horses. and But it's still at the same time, it's like, oh, I don't want to see one get splattered on the highway. <laughs> you know, I'm not that kind of monster. I'd rather just take them into a nice, you know, quiet barn and euthanize them. Anyway, well, my point is, is that, you know, you, the cruelty to animals just makes so little sense to me. It, I never really understood it. And so it's... um. 
and my sister got a new cat. This is this is why I'm bringing it up. My sister got a new cat, and the cat, the story of how she got this kitten, is awful. It's like somebody threw a box full of these, like a litter of cats, over the fence of her neighbor's yard or something like that. And so they they uh, they went around to the neighbors and saying, "You want you want one of these free cats?" Because you know somebody didn't didn't feel like they needed to care for these things. Somebody failed to spay or neuter their cat, and boom. They had this problem. They didn't feel, want to deal with it, so they just wanted to, you know, throw it away. All right? I think that that's awful. I think that's awful. And if you've got a problem with Canada Gooses, you've got a problem with me, and I suggest you let that one marinate. <laughs> Special place in heaven for people, animal lovers. That's what <laughs> anyway, let's go to the next story. Veteran police officer resigns over vaccine mandate in chronically understaffed department. A nearly 30-year police veteran in California resigned over San Jose's vaccine mandate as the police force continues struggling with chronic overstaffing, understaffing. Quote, first of all, it's my religious belief. I also believe I've been given a choice about what to do with my body. Sergeant David Gutierrez said after he resigned from the San Jose Police Department this week, KPIX reported. Gutierrez spent 23 years... He looks white as shit. Why is his name Gutierrez? Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to get racist. Anyway, he spent 23 years with San Jose Police Department working as a homicide detective, internal affairs investigator, and patrol supervisor before retiring in 2019. He then, he then returned to the force as a reserve officer. Gutierrez uh, worked his last shift at the department on Saturday, and he sent a letter to the city manager on Monday denouncing the city's vaccine mandate, which requires city employees to show proof of vaccination or get a me medical exemption medical exemption those who don't comply face disciplinary action such as termination quote disciplinary action is when you have done something wrong gutierrez said according to nbc bay area quote i've done nothing wrong by making a choice not to be vaccinated why would you be disciplined gutierrez added that he is not anti-vaccine and would be open to the city testing him on a weekly basis instead of enforcing the get vaccine or getting a medical exemption Quote, I'm not anti-vaccine. I don't tell people you shouldn't get it. But when it comes to my body, it's my choice about what I put in my body, Gutierrez said. You have to smoke these cigarettes. Anyway, he sent his resignation letter ahead of the city's September 30th deadline for employees to get this vaccine. He said more officers could also walk off the job amid the department already facing uh, understaffing issues. Quote, we are already understaffed and can't afford to lose more, he said. If you let go police officers who have been here for five years 10 years 15 years you can hire somebody else but you're going to uh, you're not going to hire that experience though a recent audit examining the last 10 years of police department found that the force heavily relied on overtime as it struggles with understaffing you know, don't forget you know everyone thinks that the cops are all racist bastards hunting black people you know there's that as well police force has been hurting because of that already before COVID all right about 200 officers in the department so far uh, asked for exemptions, many of which were for religious purposes. But the Democratic mayor, Sam Licardo, forgive me if I got that wrong, says the vaccine mandate is overall, is overall working and doesn't anticipate an exodus from the force. Quote, this is certainly for the protection of the individual member of our city team, but it's also critically for the safety of the entire community because we know, obviously, first responders are out there interacting with the public every day, Licardo said, according to KPIX. Yeah, I think like uh, don't like Jehovah's Witnesses. They they're not allowed to take medicine or something like that. You ever heard that? One of them. Yeah, there's there's 
uh, I think there's a couple of religions that I, like Scientology or something like that. They don't want you taking any medicine or something like that. Um, I, I generally don't think that that's a good idea. I think the medicine has its uses and I do, do think the vaccine has its use. All right. However, you know, forcing somebody to take it is what's wrong here. And I think that a lot of people are, know that. I think a lot of people are wising up to it. And I think a lot of people are pushing back upon this stuff. A lot of people. And I think, you know, it's it's going to take a few years to play out. You know, when a decision is made in Washington or something like that, it takes a while to, for it to, you know, trickle out to the rest of the rest of the country and the world, by the way. By the, and I was, I was just thinking about this yesterday, about how the world kind of just copied what the U.S. did with their own little twists and turns on it when it came to the COVID thing. Because when remember when it first started, it, it, I think a, like a lot of countries didn't know what to do. You know, and then uh, once the U.S. made a decision, that's when everyone else made a decision that was similar to ours. It's just that some places went real crazy with it. Have you heard about what's going on in Australia? Have you seen some clips that have been going on in Australia? That shit's going crazy. It's a penal colony again. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> well, they started out as criminals. Well, yeah. It's like, maybe they just... Thank your grandparents. Well, it's like it's your Uncle Jailbird, Uncle Jailbird Joey. It's an entire continent full of your Uncle Jailbird Joey. You better get used to these bars, kid. You know, he, we took him out of the playpen. He just cries and cries until we put him back in. <laughs> One of the podcasts that I listen to fairly regularly yeah. is Three Guys in Australia, and they, they have been keeping me updated. It is a penal con. It's like yeah. not... That's not an exaggeration. It yeah, is I know. ridiculous there. I know. Anyway, go go research that on your own if you like. I only have like two more stories, something to cheer us up before we leave for the day. All right. So a famously haunted town in England begs ghost hunters to stop littering. <laughs> if, if any of these are Americans, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. All right. Uh, this lead, this lead sentence is just awful. Fox, stop trying to do this. <laughs> Listen to this. Even ghosts don't like littering. Why would ghosts care? Anyway, ghosts don't care about litter. Anyway, like there's some guy walking around all day like trying to pick some ghost, trying to pick up litter and put it in the recycling or whatever. Get, get, shut up. Stop doing that, Fox. Anyway, a town famous for being supposedly one of the most haunted town, one of the most haunted towns is having a problem with its visitors. The issue isn't the spirits, however. It's the still living guests that are causing issues. Pluckley in Kent, England, was once named the most haunted village in England. This has made the picturesque town a tourist attraction uh, for people looking to have a supernatural encounter. Ghost hunting campers staying in nearby uh, Daring Wood have been making a mess, Southwest News Service reports. The littering got so bad, local officials were forced to close the car park earlier this summer. Quote, we could not manage our, oh, this is a quote from England. We could not manage our woods without the support of wonderful members of supporters. It's unfortunate that Daring Wood, at Daring Wood, we have additional costs to clear rubbish and repair vandalism. Jenny Schofield, regional director of the Southeast England and Woodland Trust said, I am so sorry, English people, British people. <laughs> I'll read this one regular. We apologize for the continued closure of the par car park over the summer. This is not a long-term solution, and we are aware of our continuing antisocial and damaging nighttime activity with cars parking along uh, dark rural lanes. We are working with police and Smarden Parish Council to find a sustainable solution. Car park. That's, uh, that's, that's how British say parking lot. So if you don't know British English, <laughs> car park is parking lot. Rubbish is trash, okay? 
<laughs> it's all, it also means nonsense. <laughs> Rubbish also means nonsense. Okay, the uh, the 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 closure is reportedly only a temporary fix, and reports of visitors have persisted. Kate Hoyle, Smarden Parish uh, Council Clerk, said reports of camping, fires, ghost tours, and even raves have plagued the local community throughout the year, but increases around Halloween. Visitors to this area seem to have no regard for woodland for the woodland, leaving litter, discarded camping equipment, and have resulted in the Woodland Trust needing to close the car park to stop visitors accessing the wood. The wood. <laughs> that, that's another Britishism for the forest. <laughs> the area is reportedly haunted by up to 12 spirits, including the infamous Red Lady who has been spotted in the yard of St. Nicholas, a local church. All right, look, first of all, if any of them are Americans, I want to apologize to England, not only for my horrible accent, but for the mess that they've, they're making. All right. You know, the advent of places like YouTube and stuff like that, it makes everyone want to go out and try to try to find a ghost, catch a ghost on film. And you know what? I've never seen a ghost on film. I don't think I've ever seen a ghost on film. And I, I, I'm willing to bet that no one has ever caught a ghost on film. All yeah, right. I'm pretty sure Patrick Swayze won awards for that movie. That's that's different. That's entertainment. <laughs> Go back to your phone. <laughs> Go play with your phone. <laughs> I'm just saying, you've seen ghosts. Yes, I have seen ghosts. On film. Yes. Well, it was VHF. The, and HBO. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> but my point is that, you know, it's... You're, you're not going to find anything. If you ever watched any of these Ghost Hunter shows or anything like that, you're not going to find it. All you can find is like some somebody sp uh, spinning a, a spooky tale. And that's the that's the value of these Ghost Hunter type things. You know, that's why people watch them. That's why I watch them. It's like, I know you're not going to catch anything, but tell me a spooky story. I dig that. I really do. But if you're going to do that, you know, don't litter. Don't litter. I mean... For God's sakes, it's like messy sons of bitches. You got to be responsible. I, I I know I'm conservative and stuff like that. I should be like, oh, fuck the earth. But no, I'm like, give a hoot, don't pollute. You know, we we have to be responsible. I believe that God gave, gave the earth to man. And it's our responsibility to take care of the planet environmentally and all the creatures. I'm pre pretty sure he was pretty spe specific about that in <laughs> Genesis. Like, like God's like, I'm not going to take care of this. You got to do it. I'm like, oh man, I'm basically a gardener. I'm God's gardener and zookeeper. <laughs> That's our job. We're God's gardener and zookeeper, possibly gold miners. <laughs> the Anunnaki. <laughs> I've been watching. Yeah. I've been watching, uh, uh, what ancient aliens. <laughs> That dude, what's his name? The T Sokolis guy, the that that guy with the memes, like I'm not saying it's aliens, it's aliens. Yeah, G George's Sokolos or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's the the, the meme. It's, he's so funny because it's like, and people are sitting there talking about God, but here's the thing, there is no God. And I'm like, all right, dude. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's what I mean. It's like some people are so atheist that they, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you have to invent some other god to worship like aliens anyway whatever anyway and ghosts are bullshit too <laughs> anyway well, our last story for this evening uh, a true gentleman four-year-old tips his hat to disney princesses and it gets love from millions 
A little boy is having a viral moment after his mother shared an adorable video of him getting, getting greeting princesses at Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. Florida resident Vanessa Gudert, Guedert, G-U-E-D-E-R-T, forgive me if I messed that wrong, messed that up. Anyway, posting the footage on TikTok last week of her son Bernardo, kind of, great name, <laughs> great name, Bernardo, uh, kindly tipping his hat to Snow White and others as they strolled by in a parade. More than 30 million viewed the uh, video, with many commenting on how it brought them to tears and that the four-year-old is a true gentleman. Really? You cried? Anyway. Quote, he's a great kid, very polite, happy, she told Fox News. He loves Disney movies uh, such as Beauty and the Beast, The Incredibles, Monster, Inc., but his favorite is Toy Story. Yeah, who doesn't love those movies? <laughs> She also captioned the video, Disney's true prince, in later footage. Bernardo is seen dressed as Simba from Lion King while embracing Mickey and Minnie Mouse. <laughs> you know, it's funny. He's wearing a, a little ball cap with ears. <laughs> it's it's great. You know, it, it, the, you know, he sees the ladies coming and he takes his hat off. It, you know, it's something that you don't see anymore, you know? It really isn't, and it's it's interesting that a four year old did this. You know, it's uh, it's what was that? What was that song? I was taking a trip out to L.A. Was that a Charlie Daniels band? Tooling along in my Chevrolet, toking on a number and digging on the radio. I think it's Charlie Daniels. Anyway, it, uh, but he's there. There's a scene. Where you tip your hat to this lady, son, and when he took his hat off, his hair fell out, and they knew he was a hippie. You know, and so it's. It's it's funny because you know uh, tipping your hat used to be uh, a thing that they did like even in the, like Victorian era you know gentlemen walking down the street they got their cloaks on and their cane and they got their top hats and madam and they tipped their hat to a lady you know it's a, it's a people want to say chivalry is dead I'm sorry chivalry is not dead where'd this kid learn this from probably his father you tip your hat to a lady and that's how you treat women you treat them with respect. Treat them with kindness, and you, you know, and it is a true gentleman. And you want, you may want to sit there and say, you know, it's like oh, chivalry is based upon some chauvinistic patriarchal ideas, and like whatever. You know, the the true. If you look up like a code, the the code of chivalry, you know, even though tons of knights and stuff like that betrayed those codes, you know, the code of chivalry was actually a wonderful thing. You know, the idea of wooing a lady is something that all these women out there these days are dying for these days. I swipe through Tinder and all those other dating apps and stuff like that. You know, there's only basically two types of relationships. It's like Netflix and chill. When was the last time somebody like you went on a proper date, brought her some candies or flowers or something like that, wooed the lady, tipped her hat, opened the door for her? You know, it's a process. And we all want that. What the hell do you think all these Disney princesses are about? We all want that romantic story. Yeah, we're not princes, princes and princesses, but we're the princes of the universe. Here we are. Anyway, that's who we are. You know, it's like um, Jordan Peterson says, it's like, you know, uh, you know, the age of chivalry is like you have a sword and the idea of saluting and all that stuff, you have the sword you, and you know how to use it, but the real job is to keep the sword sheathed. But you need to know how to use it, know when to use it. You know, 
And I think that these aspects of masculinity are people are aching for it. They're aching for the the old true masculinity. And this kid, this four-year-old boy, just showed us why. Anyway, I want to remind you again to go to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. I'd very much appreciate it. I also have books available on amazon.com for digital download. Search for the author Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. And I got the Exit 13 books. There's three of them. Make sure you read them in order. Read the description. Make sure you read them in order. And I also have the uh, memories, uh, the, <laughs> the ravings of a bad man uh, book. And I also have The Bunny Years, a memoir. Also, if you have if you have Cash App, you can Cash App me at Cash App Shock Monkey Radio. You can follow me on social media. You can see it over there if you're interested. Uh, you can also email me if you want me to you know, feature you in the mailbag. You know, I won't use your name unless you specify you want me to. And, uh, yeah, I would appreciate that. I would appreciate it very much. And this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your host, The Madman, and I love you. <laughs>